Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine for teens by teens, which discusses the latest fashion, entertainment, trends, financial literacy, bullying, school, sex trafficking, the health and wellness of teens and young adults, and so much more. Join Teen Brothers founders Christian and DeCorey Robinson and so many other young adults that are defying the odds by subscribing to the online and paperback magazine and listen to Defiant One's Teen Podcast on all podcast platforms today. For more information, go to www.defiantonesmag.com. Once again, that's defiantonesmag.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am excited about today's show. We have a wonderful guest for you. But before I bring on my guest, I want to make sure you guys are elevating your mind. Make sure you do something creative. Make sure you go for walks. Keep your, keep your, um, your attitude in check. You know, stay on a positive note and everything. Also, make sure that you check out my music video, Strange Love. It is out. Make sure that you check that out. And I just posted about casting for my very first feature film. So make sure that you go onto my pages at Butterbee Rocka and make sure that you cast. Make sure that you submit to be a part of my first feature film. So with all of that being said, we have an amazing guest for you today, Jesse Lewis the Fourth. He is reality from from reality series to scripted TV and film. Jesse is committed to putting on dresses while removing stigmatisms, playing comedic LGBT characters that focus on humanizing the LGBT community and bring a, a relatable gravity to the black gay man experience. So with all of that being said, what's Period. up? Period. How you doing? <laughs> I am. I'm great. I guess now I'm an optometrist. I'm over here removing the stigmatisms. <laughs> I gotta change that bio. Every time somebody reads it, they always be like, "I'm, I'm removing something, and it's never stigmatism." I guess now I'm removing stigmatism, which is good. Cause that you know, is so funny. <laughs> blind, I can give you like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Can you give everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Uh-huh. I'm 40. I'm fine. I'm single. I'm a homeowner. I'm on Instagram. If you want to holler at me and pay some mortgage, <laughs> college educated. So I'm a little ratchet, but I'm a little educated, kind of polished. Anything else? That is funny. <laughs> That's the truth. Right, right. Those are all. Versace roll for nothing. <laughs> My thing is Versace. I bought it from a girl in the alley. So she said it was Versace, but I don't know what it really is, but it looks like Versace. <laughs> Like John, it's a legend. The legend of Versace. Right, right. Allegedly Versace. Allegedly Versace. Allegedly. You are silly. So I'm, you you are an actor, and also you do comedian. You're a comedian too. Your I'm, your Instagram clips are freaking hilarious. Just to let you know, I be cracking up every time I look at them. How do you come up with your concepts? I know I'm jumping. But really, how do you come up with your concepts? Trauma. <laughs> Trauma. Uh, you know, being a black gay man, I'm six foot one. I got a Vixen sew in. I got on mascara, a legend Versace. A lot of people can't take that in the real world. Um, and imagine being five years old doing that. It's like everybody hates Chris. Okay. You know, the gay version was me. Um, so looking at life in a way that I can make. Am I talking too loud? No, you're fine. 
I'm talking about over here, like on a high school. I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Congratulations, congratulations. But uh, um, so like, just literally like trying to figure out who I was, and I know it's gonna sound so like cliche to say, it, but like making fun of myself before others did. And you know, and what's crazy was that even now I just turned 40 about who I turned 40 in March, but I'm 32 online, so don't trip. Um, but. <laughs> But like just basically looking at myself and laughing, and then I began to look at myself and laugh, and then the more I looked at myself and laughed, the more I was like, "Well, hold up, I'm kind of dope. Like I kind of, I'm kind of a good person. I'm kind of attractive. I'm kind of educated. You know, I got pit bulls walking around too, so I'm kind of a pet owner as well." Um, but with that being said, I looked at the world and started to say, "Like I'm not really that bad." And so my comedy shifted from like tearing myself down to being like, "This is me. Take it or leave it. You love it." And Hollywood has responded you know, moderately, 16 years on television, but nobody knows who the heck I am, so take it or leave it. Okay, okay. So when did you actually, you know, start acting? When did you say, hey, this is what I want to do? In the womb, of course. <laughs> well, outside of the womb, when did you start? Well, let's just say this, I ain't been in the womb since. How about that? Oh my goodness. So this is going to be one of those type of interviews. You are going to be hilarious this whole time. Okay. All right. No, it's me. And I have anxiety. So when I settle down, I'll, I'll be a little more like, hello. How are you? Good evening. <laughs> but until I get the, the willies out, I'm going to be, I don't know. Okay. But no, yeah. So acting forever, like since I was a kid, um, okay. I'm a really funny story. I don't know if y'all want to hear it, but she said the first time I used the bathroom, number two, those for those that speak Espanol. Um, she clapped for me. <laughs> and I've just been S-H-I apostrophe asterisk on the world ever since. And they keep clapping, so I keep S-H-I apostrophe. Gotcha, gotcha. Real story, true story. Did you, did you actually take any training in acting? Did you take lessons? No, those cost money, girl. Oh, so you just owe natural out. Well, I'm old natural Atlanta now where it's a little more affordable than LA. Um, for all people out there that know about LA, LA is an over LA is the uh, the epicenter of entertainment. So classes there can start at from like six fifty to like a thousand bucks a month. Oh wow. Yeah, I would have been I would have been self taught as well. Yeah, I almost pay for that. And rent. Right, right. And buy for Versace. So I mean, so I wasn't able to train until I got to Atlanta. And I've been with some really cool acting coaches here. And I ain't going to lie to you. My my uh, ability and technique has grown tremendously because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, like I said, I, like you said earlier, I started on reality television. And for your, for those of y'all that don't know, reality is really personality work. So you're pretty much like playing yourself, right? Which is easy to do if you're not camera shy, which clearly I'm not. Um, however, when it comes to like skilled acting, right? Like, you know, TV, film, scripted which is what they call TV film and non-scripted is more like a reality documentary, whatever. It's like, you gotta remember, you gotta get these lines, you gotta memorize the lines, and then you, you gotta look natural while you're talking to somebody else that you may, not have, you may not have met before with the lines in your head memorized and still be believable. That's a lot of skill. That is, it is. I'm the crap queen. <laughs> and it pays better too. <laughs> you you mentioned reality TV. That's where you started. That's how you got your first start. Can you tell us about your experience on reality TV? What show? All that good stuff. First, so let me think. So it's always been Viacom. And this is crazy because who knew that Viacom would pay my bills forever? It's like the boyfriend I never had, right? Um, Viacom, I started with MTV back in 2005 or six. I did a pilot, I think it was, with Omarion. It's called My Omarion or something. I did one with Justin Timberlake, and then um, I didn't go nowhere because who knows who I am? Nobody. But anyway, so kept going, kept going, kept going. I did like the number next, the dating show next. Oh my god, you told you so young. Anyway, for, oh, for those of y'all that are forty and above, y'all remember next on Low Bus? I, I did that, and they had they had another put me on there with a girl. And I was like, okay, I'm a I'm an actor, I think, but I can't act that good. Nobody believes I'm dating women, right? Let's just be clear. Come on, Viacom can't even pitch that story, okay? And they and they own all the networks. So anyway, Viacom came in forever. My my biggest show um, was on VH1. It's called America's Most Smartest Model. Exec producers Chris Abrego and Mark Cronin, 51 Minds, who did the T.I. Family Show. I think that's the real life. Um, really known for I Love New York. 
Flavor Flay, you know, those major reality shows. And so um, that was what I did. I did a model show for one season. Um, it's not like you're a series regular. You're just kind of like a contestant versus like you're there every episode. Um, and then from there, I started playing like acting roles as a model, mm-hmm. which is crazy because i never been sample size, but that's the short story, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then you switched to film when you got to Atlanta because you, you, you're not from LA. Where are you from? Chicago originally. Okay. But and I then- live in LA as well. My dad's from LA. My mom's from Chicago. So I... <laughs> Funny story, it's kind of like divorce. Like, you know, you take them. No, you take them. No, you take the sister. You take the sister. So every year I would go back and forth um, with my parents because I would be like, I hate you, mom. I don't like you. And then I'd be like, I'm going to live with my dad. You know right. what I mean? So I would go. So I've, I've been in LA like almost all my life. Um, but yeah. And in LA is where you got your first start. Oh, absolutely. Well, no. So I did a show for WB. Wow. In 95. Y'all know what that is? That's the year, actually. It's before 2000s. It's the 90s. Um, I did this show. I know you guys are so young and everything. It was called My Story. And I was like LeVar Burton. Um, I would host, like, local youth um, authors that were published. I would interview them and tell their story. So okay. I was like, reading Rainbow. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you started in Chicago. Then you moved to L.A. You got your first reality you know, start in LA and then eventually you transition to TV and film. Tell us about that. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually, um, so because I played these model characters on television um, and, and at that time in the 90s, there weren't that many openly black gay men on television, thank God. Um, so I was able to kind of be seen a little more by cast directors. So I actually, I booked the movie Meet the Spartans um, by Aaron Seltzer, Jason Freeberg, the guys who do, you know, scary movies. They bought them from the franchise, all them, you know, I, I know what you did last summer, blah, 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 but the scary part, the, the, what do you call the spoof movies. And I played Miss J, who was, believe it or not, right, the guy from America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. A black, tall, long legs, almost like me, you know, but not as fabulous. So I played him. And he actually was my first character that got me my SAG card and got me in the union um, in 2007. So I actually did cool for two years and then being able to do... Um, I think like within nine months of my reality show, I got cast on that movie, which was pretty dope. And I've been um, trying to make it back on TV ever since. <laughs> Taking a pause for the calls. It's your girl, Butter B. Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope you have a fantastic week. This is Robert Curry with End of This Song.
you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbiraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. So you just mentioned SAG. Okay. I did. So I just got... You know, my invitation for SAG for a project that I have not announced yet that's going to be coming out. Surprise. Okay. Um, In development. Yes. Yes. But my question is for you why did you join SAG? Because I'm I'm still kind of on the fence. Not on the fence because I know that it's, it's a great, you know, union to be a part of. But when did you decide to join SAG? Because for me, I'm told that because I'm so new in the filming industry, I should probably wait so that I can get more, you know, uh, experience working on different sets and, you know, different things like that. So why did you go? Why did you join? And do you think it's a great idea for someone that's new coming out to join? Great question. I joined SAG to be guaranteed my paycheck will come on time. Um, a lot of times actors, and like you said, when we're new and I'm still new, you know, I barely scratch the surface what I got going on. But you work with people that have financing and then they don't. And so a lot of times what SAG will do is a SAG franchise film will allow you to be guaranteed to be paid. Um, a lot of times I work with independent projects and that's like different. That's different, right? Somebody says, hey, yes, Jesse. Hey, Christian, what's up? I oh, that's my first time seeing somebody pop up. Oh, God, so um, SAG basically guarantees you get your money. Unfortunately, I've had the privilege of not being paid. And I'm not independently wealthy. And I'm not dating nobody wealthy. And so I need my money. You feel me? And SAG, um, that never happened with SAG projects. So yes, you do want to build your reel. Yes, you do want to do independent projects and student projects. And yes, you want to do as much as you can so that you can get a decent agent and you can be seen and you can show yourself but at the same time you do want to also join SAG because SAG after is what protects us actors because before they I'm like we just wasn't getting paid they was paying us like I don't know and like feathers and and peanuts and whatever else the theater had back in the day Charlie Chaplin God bless you so got you got you so what would you say to a actor that's just getting started how do you get started don't do it it's crowded like Atlanta um, I don't know. Follow your dreams. Like, live your life. Just stay out my face. <laughs> and good luck. Get good headshots, you know? Like, And don't ask nobody no questions that you can answer yourself. I hate people like, oh, Jesse, I want to get started. I get these emails every day. And whoever sees me that knows this, don't get mad. You're just material as of right now. Um, And they'll basically be like, oh, I want to know how to get started. I want to do it. I want to get involved. And I'll be like, okay. And they be like, I want to start now. And I'm like, okay. And, I, and then one of, my, one of my friends told me, I only want to do network films. I don't want to do independence. And I don't want to, I'm only going to do maybe like major commercials. I'm not going to do, and I'm like, oh, you, oh, so you already know what you're going to do. I said, well, damn, who's your agent? She's like, well, I don't have one. Yes, I said, oh, well, who, who took your headshot? She said, oh, I ain't got it. And I said, well, then you're pretty confident. Like, if you can pick your own career, you should manage me. With your dumb butt. With your dumb, I, can't, I was going to say something else, but I can't cuss. So what I'm saying is do the research. Yes, I started in reality. Um, yes, it has been 16 years. Yes, I have a lot more to learn. 
but I did meet people. I have an amazing mentors that have taught me so much about contracts and and how to, number one, which I didn't learn until later in life. Hollywood entertainment is all about relationships. Not sexual, unless you're trying to, <laughs> you know, working relationships, right? So one thing that you don't know when you get to LA or New York or other like secondary markets like Chicago, Miami, or now Atlanta, is that you have to be able to meet people and it's a very, um, it's a tightrope. You got to walk it because you want people to know that you're, that's sorry, somebody's calling me. You want people to know that you're um, ready to work, but you don't want to do too much too soon to get burned out. So read what you can, research what you can, look at headshots, compare prices, read about agencies. Um, there's a, there's an app that I love. There's two actually. Uh, Casting Networks, LACasting.com started my career. Um, amazing owner. They are absolutely amazing. And they helped me get to where I'm at. And then from there, I went to Actors Access, which is now more theatrical. Um, LA Casting is more commercial. They've changed now, but this is like when they first started. So those two websites, LA Casting, or if you're in Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Casting Networks, um, and also San Francisco, and ActorsAccess.com are amazing places. If you don't have any real, don't have a real, or, any re- or anything on your resume, any credits, to go and kind of get started. You, submit, you can submit yourself. Who who inspires you as an actor? My accountant. <laughs> Why does your accountant inspire you? Because without that person, I wouldn't be nobody. Because who can be on TV when they ain't got no money? I mean, it's done, but it's not done well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's lemonade, too. With my, you see my Versace glasses? Yeah, yeah. Versace, Versace, <laughs> I'm not really an extra in real life. I'm just turned on for the camera. Right, right. I got you. Do you prefer acting on TV or film and why? Oh, do I want to see my face in 50 inches or 50 feet? Ha! <laughs> Wonderful question. Um, I like my films like I like my legs. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm playing. I like it both. Come on, let's be real. I'm trying to work out here, okay? I'm funny. I do what I do and I got an engaging personality. You can ask me whatever you want to ask me, but at the same time, I'm trying to work, right? So. If I'm on TV or film, that's a good day. <laughs> so at this point, I don't have the luxury of deciding what and what I want to do. I mean, yes, I can. I have turned down some roles, believe it or not. Um, but I'm happy to work. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you, what's the first thing you do to research and approach a role when you get a script? Go on Instagram and post that I booked it, so everybody that didn't book it get mad and kill themselves. And then what do you do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, nah. Uh, I'm more like, I'll read the script and if it moves me, I, rem- I memorize it. If it doesn't, guess what? We're gonna improv the whole scene and you're gonna love it. Check the gate, fellas, like then we got it in one take. No, um, researching for me, I also don't have the luxury to research roles. You know why? Because I always play the same thing. And it's so crazy. I'm typecast as um, flamboyant, black, gay man that wears makeup. And I'm like, where do they get that from? Like, y'all don't see, you know, the kind of way, but like fabulous and, and you know. What? <laughs> okay. All right. Have you had, have you ever had to do different types of accents for specific roles? Yeah. What, <laughs> what accent? Um, black sissy. Ghetto sissy, Chicago black ghetto sissy, and then just recently Atlanta black ghetto sissy. Okay, show me. Um, and tell me which one it is. Huh? Uh, show me, but tell me which one it is in you know first. Why don't you throw them out? And keep it. Let's keep play it, a game. Keep it PG. Let's let's play a game. All right. You throw it out to me, and I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna on the spot. I'm gonna change here. Okay. I don't know the ones you just said. You said, "Girl, you do this." Show me Atlanta. Show me Atlanta. Have me over here. Think. I'm trying. If I think you, I'll start sweating again. I can't think that hard. Show okay, me Atlanta. So, Atlanta ghetto sissy. I mean, like, girl, now my thing is like for real though. Like, here when they got me messed up, thinking I'm gonna come over here and tell him something. Like, I told him, uh, "Look here, boy. Okay, look here, bro. I ain't about to be over here dating you while your girl over there doing what she got. Like, you ain't got to really be all that serious about that, you know." I'm making it work. Okay. 
Yeah. And what was your other your other choices? Of- they were all the same. I guess I could do Beverly Hills Gay, which is like, hello, darling, how are you? I'm feeling wonderful today. Yes, I came from Pilates. Now we're going to yoga. <laughs> That's why I ain't famous yet, because I ain't that good. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right. So are you flexible when it comes to being... <laughs> Who sent you? Who sent you? Are you do you know my friend? Do you know my friend? always do that. Every interview, they always ask me, are you flexible? I'm like, he is in it. No, I'm, I didn't finish the question. Thank you. Oh, are you flexible must. enough to work on short notice oh. when, when someone calls you in for a role? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not working and you call me to work, I'm like, I don't fly commercial. But what time do we start shooting? I don't fly commercial, girl. Come on now. I'm 40 years old. I ain't got time for that. I got you. I got you. All right. So on a serious note, what are some difficulties of the the acting business? Self-esteem. Why? Um, I struggle with uh, a lot. Even now, I have social anxiety. People don't believe it because I overcompensate, clearly. But um, just believing that you're worth it. Um, the constant rejection. People talk about it, but you don't know what it's like until you get a thousand no's just to get a yes. And that thousand more no's just to get a yes or a maybe. Mm-hmm. In Hollywood, it's called a pin, which means I've been up for serious regular roles where I could, so I'm starving on the show, right? It's called, we pin you, like to the wall with your picture. And then I don't book, and then I'll be like, what? and then I see who books it, and I'm like, oh, I see why they booked it, but uh. You know, so um, it's a lot of rejection. So you have to push, you have to literally like push yourself, take the no as a grain of salt, but still believe you the hottest thing since sliced bread. Every time you walk in a room, every time you send a cell tape, every time you have a call back, you gotta be like, I know I'm that one. And when they say you're not, you're like, okay, I'm not that one, but I'm still the one. So you kind of got to have an alter ego. Like, because I, you know, people be like, Jesse, you booked that job? I'm like, don't ask me if I book nothing until you see me on TV. That'll tell you if I booked or not. So my whole point is self-esteem is major. Um, So self-esteem, and then that goes into po- positive self-image, body consciousness. I struggle with my weight. Like, I never had a six-pack. Hey, Steven, I thank you, sir. Um, I struggle never having a six-pack, right? I never had a model body. I played models on TV, and they were like, I never forget one dude told me, crazy casting. He was like, yo, like, take off your shirt. And I'm like, okay. And he said to me, legit, like, I thought with your face, you'd have a much better body. And then I said, damn, I thought with your mama, you have a much better daddy, period. <laughs> Who the heck you think you're talking to, bro? Okay. Taking a pause for the cause, this is your girl, Butterby Rocker. You are tuned in to Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Jordan Danielle with Finally. the clock.
Subscribe today at YourBestLifestyles.com, a prescription for better health through an active lifestyle. This podcast highlights lifestyle-related diseases and chronic conditions that can stop or slow activities of daily living. Everything from human movement and performance, nutrient, joint pain, back pain, pre- and post-rehabilitation strategies, posture, flexibility, and more. Whether you're a competitive athlete or not, handicapped or disabled, we will highlight the benefits of great health and wellness with some of the top medical doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, athletic trainers, dietitians, nutritionists, and other expert clinical professionals in their field to promote and advocate that everyone have a better quality of life. Subscribe today at YourBestLifestyles.com. Once again, that's YourBestLifestyles.com. But what I'm saying is people say crazy things to you and you got to be like, (laughs) okay, so am I hired or not? So what I'm saying is like, you got to, what do you say? Very true. The industry is hard. You got a man. Am I supposed to, who's supposed to read this? Me or you? I mean, you can read them or I can read them. Yes. But that's one yes man for you. Make the most. And and Christian, you better tell them. (laughs) You better make that one yes mean something because it might be the only one we ever get. (laughs) It ain't no guarantee you're going to have more yes. You feel me? What's up, Jazz? So, like, it's hard. And, like, I struggle. And I don't know if I want to say this on camera. Feel like, Jesse. I didn't. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. because, But, you know, I didn't know I was attractive until, like, five years ago. Imagine all the good I should I could have gotten in college if I hadn't. <laughs> Baby, I went to Alabama a and I could have got me some country boys. But, no, I, really, I didn't know I was attractive because when you get on. And then in Hollywood, everybody's attractive. Everybody famous, everybody's body's hot, everybody's rich, everybody everything, you know? And so when you come there not knowing who you are, not being confident with my sexuality, not being able to recognize that when I walk in the room, I have a certain type of energy, right? And that instead of trying to bottle that energy and, 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 and kill that energy and stifle that energy, let it be what it was, I was worried about people thinking I was gay. And clearly, they knew before I did, okay? I don't worry about people thinking, is he going to be my friend? Are they going to like me if I'm doing too much? And I mean, so I'm going to say this. Self-esteem is the biggest thing. Because once you have self-esteem issues, it goes to substance abuse issues. It goes into everything. Financial, you start spending money you don't have to try to keep up with other people. Like, you got to love yourself and know who you are and trust that you're in the right industry. Yeah, honestly, that's really good advice. Can you describe your most challenging role to date? Mm, every role is a challenge for me because every role I, is very similar to the last role. Mm-hmm. The thing about that is how do you how do you make each role distinctive when they're so similar? I mean, how many times can I break my neck and pop my finger and, and you laugh at it, right? No, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so every role for me is like, what can I do different? Um, mm-hmm. And then I started to get older. And then, of course, you know, you have all this new social movement that's been going on on the undercurrent, but now it's bubbling over right into mainstream media and yada, yada, yada. And then even before that, I started thinking about, like, how am I portraying myself on TV? Like, little, not even black boys, but little whoever's right, that, sorry, um, little whoever that watched me and like, oh, I want to be like him, or I don't know what I want to be, and maybe this person represents that. Like, how does that, how does what I play on TV affect other people? How does it change their life? Um, and so I started to become a little more conscious about, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be naked. Or maybe this gay character should have a last name. And can this gay character have a job? And I'm the only black person on this actual production, but all my scenes are set. Can we work on that a little bit with character development? And sometimes I'd be like, they'd be like, yeah. And sometimes they'd be like, why don't you write your own show? But they were very true. So I um, try to take ownership in every role that I do and let people know that every gay, every straight, because I hate to come with the whole flags. What are you? Identity politics. I don't do all that. But every character comes from somewhere that has a story. So I try to tell the story in a way that's funny, but also uh, relatable. Mm-hmm. They always do We had the pleasure of meeting on set mm-hmm. on Can't Get Right. And one of the things, this is leading to my next question. Um, how do you rehearse a scene with others to interact, you know, for the scene? Um, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended. For one thing is once it goes back to self-confidence. It goes back to, first off, being prepared for the role. So knowing your lines, right? And I'm talking to me. This is me talking to me. So I know my lines for the most part. I'm understanding the beats. 
moments and the pauses and the movement of the scene, right? Understanding like what the character's motivation is. And so, and then being open after you do all this back work, right? Or pre-work, whatever you want to call it. And then being open to engage with somebody else, right? Um, Tom Scott is an acting coach in Atlanta. Tom Scott with the actor gym. And he taught me to listen, be affected, and respond, right? So like right now, I'm listening to you. Clearly, I'm being affected, right? And then I respond transparently, organically. So same way with acting. You're just being a human being. Right. And people, you know, and so uh, everybody rehearses different. Some people don't want to rehearse at all before the uh, the scene. I've had people um, say things like, "Oh, I don't really want to read it with you right now. I want to be raw on camera." Okay, no problem. Some folks want to do it hundred hundred thousand times, like Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> a hundred times. That's what that's what he does. So everybody wants you to know it just like him, right? So what I'm saying is everybody rehearses differently. Um, I think the thing is like a job. It's like being a temp. You just go to work and you just figure out the system and you just kind of plug yourself in and then you make it work. Right, right. So where do you see your career in the next five years as an actor? Hopefully still happen one. That's real. That's yeah. real. I keep saying, hey, like every day I'm on the job, every day somebody calls me. Uh, when you call me, uh, when producers call me, directors call me, casting calls me, and I book something, I'm excited because there's no guarantee. Nobody says Jesse has to work. Um, no matter how cute I think I am or smart or funny or quick or better than the next person I can put a wig on and, you know, five, six, seven, eight, right? Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that I have to do it. Yeah. It has to be me. It's yeah. an inexact science. So I'm excited whenever I can work because that means that I'm still working. Yeah, I feel you. But of course, you know, the public demands it, so. <laughs> what can they do when the public wants me so bad? Can you see my, can you see my please? I see it, I see it. Damn. It's looking fabulous, I see it. <laughs> How do you manage your personal life and your professional life? What personal life? I ain't got no man. Oh, okay, so you just straight working. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a real job. <laughs> I laugh when I say that, but it's the truth. I used to be embarrassed. I went to college. I have an undergraduate degree in English composition um, with a minor in telecommunication. But yes, the sissy went to school. Okay, and he graduated. Okay. The best part was one part stayed in that little dress. I guess they called it a cap and gown, but I called it a dress. Anyway, uh, I have a degree. I was pre-law and undergrad, so I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, And then I decided not to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I've always worked a professional job 40 plus hours a week um, the entire time that I've actually acted. Because not the entire time, I'm blind because I was broke for the first five. So no, after about five years and I was like, I got to get my, I got to get me a job. <laughs> so what I'm saying is um, I balance both of those. So I have a full-time job and a full-time career. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes I'm, sense. I'm tired right now. This is a pre-workout. <laughs> you think I'm playing? No, oh, I, don't. I don't think you're playing. So you had the pleasure of being on Tyler Perry's sister, and I want to play this real quick. Oh, I can I get to watch my I've never been on an interview where I've watched this feels like I'm on Letterman or somebody. Okay, girl, let me look at you. <laughs> All right, here we go. What Bye. are you doing here? I want to take you to lunch and beg for your forgiveness. For what? My boyfriend was at home. So I bought him your place last night. You have that spare bedroom. You know you keep your key on top of the door frame in that pink feather boa. Telling y'all I'm not gay. That was you last night? <laughs> we taking another pause for the cause. This is Neff 150 with no strings. Yeah. Any place that we uh-huh. are, no 
street. Hey, yo, bottom line, I don't see what you see in him. Expression on your face, tell me you not feeling him. Not trying to intrude, but you gave me that look like he ain't handling business. He's stuck in that hood life. You want what a woman needs, somebody to pipe that. You smiling, that indicates to me that you like that. You look good, something like a piece that's eatable. Listen, I aim to please all your needs, that's reasonable. So let's bounce for somewhere quiet and suitable. It's not hard to figure out that you want to do it too. You smelling good, looking nice and all that. Whatever you want to do, just know I won't hold back. We got all night, so no need to even rush it. I'm playing. Yeah, you know I'm dying to touch it. Backseat of the Jeep or the Vegas Sands. Tell your man whatever you want. Tonight's already planned. I'm just saying. Baby, we can take it to the bed. On the wall, on the floor, on the spread. Let's do what we want. Any place that we at. You're my secret. No strings attached. I won't tell nobody. I touch your body. No strings attached. Baby, do what we want. Do what we want. Any place that we at. It's funny because nobody like, okay, so I've never worked with Tyler Perry before, right? Mm. This is my first time meeting him, being cast by him, and Raven Drummer, his casting director, and then Mark, his exec producer, right? Um, first time. So, so let's just say he paid me the most I ever paid my whole life. Okay. Scale, right? And did and, and took care of me and then added me onto a second episode and just did so much. I mean, even that promo right there, um, is just he could have picked anybody in the world, right? right. To put on a 27, 27 second spot on Instagram. And he picked my scene. Right. And um the experience from the moment I auditioned to the moment I was on set working in the bubble, because I worked during the bubble, right? And um, during the pandemic. That was shot, I think, in July. And then coming out of that, being excited, waiting for it to air, watching it air, and, and then watching the promo come out as well for Instagram on BET, it's still surreal. I've never had a moment like that where like people have, it, it, it's a, it's like a, we see you, we like you. Yeah. You know I mean? We like what you did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, every time I watch that clip, it is, it's like a, all right, so somebody thinks I'm good. And it's crazy because you would think that people are like, oh, well, Jesse, you know, you're kind of funny. You know, you're entertaining. But sometimes you need that extra because we're all human beings. Absolutely. When I watch that clip, I always get a little, you know, feel a little emotional. You feel me? Like, I still want to cry. I'm a man, but you know, I want to, you feel me? Ha! That part. How do you grow your per personal brand? And do you use a lot of social media to do it? If anybody out there is in social media, <laughs> help a brother out. Help a cisgender male. Is that what I'm called? I don't even know what I'm called. <laughs> help me out. I don't know what the heck I'm doing on social media. I don't know what I'm doing on social media. I can't even get verified. I don't know what I'm doing. I am confused. I take photographs in foreign countries. And I still don't know why I'm not verified. 
So if anybody can help me, I'm just being real. I have no clue what to do on social media. Um, first I was scared what to post and how to post it. And then I became like really like just not, sh- I don't know what to do. So building my brand on television has been, on social media has been very hard. I don't see that because when I go to your page, you have so many people tuned in. I think you, you're you being very modest because you have so many people that tune in to see what you're gonna say next. Because your clips that you do, especially the ones when you're in your car and you're having your conversations and everything, are hilarious. So you're doing something right. Because you, you always have a lot of likes and, and people in tune on your page. Girl, it, it's so relative. I have friends who are influencers um, and you as well, right? And millions of likes, millions of followers, reshares, reposts. And um, <clears throat> I don't often know, I don't know what to do. I just, I, I'm scared of posting content. Huh? You just do. You just, you just come up whatever concept you want to come up with. You just do it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that one day I can monetize it. But right now it's only on television and film. That Maybe the casting of the watch my business, like, yo, book Jesse, he's funny. But as far as Instagram and social media goes and TikTok and what's it, what Facebook and stuff, just for the people that watch. How does it feel working with other stars? Like looking in the mirror. Yeah, I feel that. I feel no. that. <laughs> no, I feel that though. I feel that. I, I think like everybody it. is the same. Um, working with people is working with people. Yeah. Have I met people that were not the nicest, were not as excited to work with me as I was to work with them? that I looked up to, that I was couldn't wait to work with? Yes. Have I worked with people that I knew who were famous, who took me, took me under their wing and shared a lot of life skills, professional skills, overall skills with me? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, um, people are people. And some people have bad days and they have good days. And they got bad weeks and they have good years. So I try to give everybody the space that this is a job. And that we're not best friends. And that we may uh, make love in a scene. Don't mean you got to call me for brunch on Sunday. Just doesn't mean that. It's the job. So don't take it personal. Um, and that's what I think I've learned to do and I'm still learning to do is to not take things personal. All I can control is what I can control, which is how about I am on television film. And that's all I'm worried about. Period. In that order. In that order. Okay. Yeah. But be nice to people. Don't be acting like no bullhead. Don't be don't be acting crazy. Unless you're gonna be funny crazy. Don't be mean to people just because you're famous. So that's not hot. Cause one day when you're not famous, we ain't gonna have no friends. We ain't got no friends now, but I mean you ain't gonna have no real friends. <laughs> you know one thing that I did notice on on sets, I mean it's kind of the same thing, you know, for the music industry because that's the world that I have been in for oh, you famous, baby. You put you baby, you tour, you sell out show, you was a Dominican Republic with the light show and the power technique. Um, you wrote for who? Kanye? You wrote for, let me think, was it Pharrell? Neptune? No. I know it was Kanye. I was sung it? with Kanye. Sung with, girl, you said you more famous than I am. What you talking about? <laughs> but one of the things that I noticed on set is you never know who is looking at you. So even when you're not on, you need to be on because that, that, um, you know, the lighting or anybody on set could be working on other projects that they could possibly see and think of you to put you on. But if you have a bad attitude or you coming in there all extra diva-ish, they're not going to want to work with you. And, you know, the industry is super small, so it spreads. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I noticed. You're right. It's funny. You said something that kind of pink. I always call it like it's a pinch. So I listen, I'm going to be affected and respond. It's when you said be on. And... I, I try to, because I'm a very big personality on tel- on when I'm working. Right. And when I'm in real life, like, you know, I really ain't, I'm like sweats. I'm like, you know, killing copperheads in Georgia, which is something I didn't know I had to do, but apparently I do, because I ain't got no man now. But we're going to manifest that, right, for the right. future. But anyway, I'm not that big in real life. I mean, I am, but I'm not, right? So... People be thinking like, yo, what he said, the camera loves you. You're very handsome. Oh, thank you, Shelly. You got any brothers? Tell them to holler at me. Tell them to holler at me. <laughs> please, please tell them to holler at me. I read all my DMs. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I read every DM and I respond <laughs> within 30 seconds. I respond right now while I'm on this live, on this podcast. <laughs> that is so funny. No, but um, um, I forget the question that fast. Lord Jesus. 
we was talking about being on stage. I mean, being making sure that you're on. So yeah, so being on. Um, so when I say when you say on, what I mean by on, what on is to me is being a good person. Mm-hmm. And and you ain't gotta be everybody in everybody's face. You ain't gotta be you know kissing babies and shaking hands like Obama. Just be a good person to people because they're people. Um, be good to lighting. Be good to all the crew. Be good to wardrobe, right? Don't just be good to the director and the exec producers and above the line, right? Be good to everybody. You know, and if you're having a bad day, remove yourself. Like I do. Those, I smoke cigarettes. I smoke cigars, right? Um, so I'll go outside. You know I went outside all the time. If I'm having a mood disorder situation, because hey, we all got them days, um, I go step away. Like I'm at a regular job. Get myself together and I come back to work because we're still working. So when I say be on, just be on in the sense of being cool. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta be everybody's best friend. You ain't gotta take numbers. You ain't gotta take photographs. You ain't gotta be like add me on Instagram. Nah, just be a cool person, you know? Be authentic. And then when the job is over, nice to meet y'all. Moving on. So um some people think that being on means, you know, kissing ass. And it doesn't. It just means being a good person. Mm-hmm. I to agree. me. That's I what agree. I I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm so, wherever so I know a little something. <laughs> so we are going to wrap up the show. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. Can you tell people how they can reach you, how they can book you and everything else? Absolutely. On Tinder and Match.com. My profile is super, super lonely, but sex. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Instagram is JuiceBoxJesse. JuiceBox. It's been a long time. It's still there. It still works. Jesse, social media. Um, I don't know Instagram, TikTok, all the same. If you Google me, you'll see. Google Jesse Lewis the Fourth, like I be, you know, like Meghan Markle, but me, Jesse Lewis the Fourth. It's like Roman numeral. I'm royal. Um, and then if you want to book me, like how at my agents? I got a couple agents in different markets. Um, um I got a manager. No, we parted ways. <laughs> I got a couple agents in LA and I got one in Atlanta and I got one in, in uh, London. So if you got some projects and you got some funding, call me. Just like if we date, you got the money, call me. If you got a movie, you got some money, call me. If you ain't got no money, don't. <laughs> you know what? That's the best way to, to end this show. Don't. That is so funny. You are silly. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. And don't do me. Don't do me. Do your hair. That is funny. Well, Jesse, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. To all of my people out there on Facebook, on YouTube, on all of the other platforms that we are on, thank you so much. And to all of my people over in Africa and London and Italy that are tuning in, we appreciate you guys. So that being said, we are out of here. Talk to you guys. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thanks for watching. Hope I wasn't doing too much. Nah, you was good. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast. This is one of my singles entitled Straight in My Heart. Make sure you guys are following me on all social media platforms and on my website at butterbyrocka.com.
seek out the most aesthetically pleasing faces. By putting on beautiful outfits from the Magic Mama Collective that use these aesthetic principles in your outfits each day, you become a walking work of art, making your world a more beautiful and enjoyable place to be. Knowing what works for you physically will help you create that lovely proportion, balance, and harmony that you so enjoy. To get started, choose from our collection the colors that make you shine. The colors that harmonize with your natural coloring will make you look like you are internal light switched on. They make you shine from the inside out. Get into the core of your style, embracing beautiful collections from the Magic Mama Collective will help you make style choices that will be a potential fabulous addition to your wardrobe. Furthermore, you can match your outfits with recent art that comes in statues, coasters, and keychains. Procrastinate not! Check out the Magic Mama Collective, www.magicmcollective.com. Once again, that's magicmcollective.com. 